With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Connell, the next offensive guru in the NFL. We got a little taste of what he's really capable of. No Kirk Cousins, no Justin Jefferson, no Christian Derrissaw. And the Vikings were still able to crank out a victory in Atlanta. What does that mean moving forward? What do we do with the quarterback position? And can this running game be fixed? All of that and more on another episode of The Real Forno Show. The Real Forno Show. Hosted by Tyler Bornis, the managing editor of USA Today's Vikings Wire. Writer for the College Football Network. Publisher of Substack Run In Shooter. Host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. As well as a founding member of Vikings First and I wanted to introduce myself to you guys. My name is Tyler Fornis. I know I'm new here, and I'm excited to get to know everybody in Minnesota. With me, as always, top right corner is producer Dave. I don't know if you saw, um, I used a pen. I like to fiddle around with stuff. I, I'm an ADD kid. That's never going to go away. And Dave is back to his English schoolboy roots. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's wonderful on a victory Monday. Yes, sir. And we just want to uh, take a moment to thank everybody here for joining us here tonight. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please do. We are one away from hitting 1,500 subscribers in less than eight months as a channel. And I know that there are already 37 of you in the room, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. And it's it's a, a testament to what you guys think of our content. And that, that means the world to us and shows us that, hey, 
even though we're a couple of jabronis, we're not a couple of jabronis, which is a wonderful thing. Please go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, and consider subscribing as well and becoming a member of the YouTube channel. And it's a, a little way to support the show, and there will be more content coming this off season. Dave, I only had a, a small chance to join you on the post game show because, well, I had a lot of work to do. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is really the first time you and I are actually talking about the game. Cause I jumped on and I, I shared some initial thoughts, but we haven't had a real chance to conversate. And uh, as, uh, as everybody's calling you Santa Claus in the chat, I want to know what Santa thought of the, the little Viking elves being able to pull out the victory in Atlanta. What, what were your big picture thoughts? Hey, it was a, it was a fantastic win. Now I don't like all the injuries by far. There was way too many of those, but mm-hmm. the way the team came together, they never quit. They, they stuck together. They kept blocking. They kept running their pass routes. They kept defending which allowed Joshua Dobbs to come in. And, you know, at the beginning, it turned, it looked rough. Oh, my, did it look rough, especially with the sack for the safety. And we're not at all. This is going to be a long day. But mm-hmm. he sort of settled in. He may not have known the names of the players in front of him. That's okay. He could tell, hey, that's purple pants and a white jersey. I'm throwing it that way. Right. And he, did absolutely outstanding for a guy who just got here last Tuesday evening. Didn't take a snap. I don't know if everybody saw, but there was a clip on the sideline when he had to come in. All the offensive linemen got together with him, and they were doing snaps and working through his cadence and telling him, no, you need to be faster here or shorter here or louder or whatever they were saying. And it was a team effort. And that team effort, them all believing in each other, that doesn't come around that often. Believe it or not, it doesn't, especially at the pro level, because a lot of times you have players out for themselves. They want to be, I want to be the greatest wide receiver ever. And, you know, what I do is for me and blah, blah. And if that guy screwed up, it's his fault. And yet, nope. <laughs> That didn't happen on Sunday. It was all for one, one for all, the three musketeers deal, and they went in and nailed it. And for all that could join me in live for the at the two-minute warning, I want to thank you. I have never gone so crazy calling a game in those final two minutes and talking to all of you as we're seeing that final drive, that was fantastic. I'll savor that memory forever. And you can find it on YouTube as well. Yeah, that was lucky. It was an all-time game. And this is something that's really interesting. And this is a, a lore game. And when you talk about it, teams, there are certain games that every fan base will tell you that this is like a defining moment, or this is one of the best games ever. And this is going to be one of those for the Vikings. It's a game they had no business winning. It's a game that really solidified the culture of the Minnesota Vikings. And it's something that has been built uh, by Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Dofomensa 
And they've been very consistent, Dave. And I think that's an important element here. Consistency. That's one of the things that they did really well. And everybody kept their head up. Josh Jobs saw he was going in. All right, let's get the offensive lineman together. Let's practice the cadence. And Kevin O'Connell, this is what's so incredibly brilliant. O'Connell is telling Josh Jobs the play name. And then Dobbs relays it. And then he's like, okay, left side, this is the concept. Right side, this is the concept. This is the depth. Because you only have until 15 seconds left on the play clock to talk. And it's something that uh, the Rams and Jared Goff were criticized for because McVay basically told Goff what the coverages were. And that was one of the reasons why he was so successful. But this is a different scenario. This isn't a guy that was drafted number one overall. This is a guy who's been on your team five days and doesn't even know people's names. He's, he even said at postgame, yeah, that's for next week. Like, <laughs> this guy, this guy's a rocket scientist. And there's a, a lot of discussion about, like, representation, Dave. Um, and I think, like, I watch Big Brother a lot. And I've been watching Big Brother Canada. So one of their big things when they pick, like, their 16 house guests is they like to pick diversity. They pick uh, people of color. They pick eight men and eight women. They pick um, people from the LGBTQ community and they make sure that they get a real variety and gets representation. And I think Dobbs being a literal genius, a rocket scientist playing in the NFL, I think is also an important representation. That's not going to get talked about much. Why? Because when you're growing up in school, the nerds and jocks aren't friends. The jocks beat Most up the nerds of the time. That isn't always yeah, the case. I'm, 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 I'm just talking generalizations, and generalizations are bad. But they, to a certain extent, in almost every single school, they hold true. And having a jock that is also incredibly smart, and you would consider "quote unquote" one of the nerds, I think is really important representation. And I'm glad that people have talked about the fact that he's a rocket scientist because. One, it's important to kind of show young kids that you can really do anything. And two, man, that's really freaking cool. He's a rocket scientist. Our quarterback's a rocket scientist. Like, it, it's it, little things. And yeah. I, I want to yeah, get a couple of, there were a couple of things in the comments. Uh, Josue Gonzalez asked if I'm into anime. A little bit. I watch a little Bleach, a little Inuyasha. But Anime is just a weird subject for me. It's good, but I like never get really engaged. Um, and then um, Dave says, this is the only show that he can listen to this time of year and that I'm a realist. I appreciate that, Dave. That Thank you very much. For that. <laughs> that, that's the one thing we always strive to be is real, honest, no BS. Because yeah. you know what? Real people- and honest. He has a degree in aerospace engineering with an emphasis on the space side versus the aero side. That is not bad. But he also had a job lined up with NASA after mm-hmm. he graduated, shall if the pro football thing didn't materialize. So he was heading that way. I don't know if I'd call him a genius. You don't have to be a genius to become an aerospace uh, engineer. You just have to be smart. Genius level is something different, you know. That's Elon Musk developing reusable rockets. Now, I mean, can technically, Dobbs I'm a borderline genius by IQ. 
Um, can Dobbs get to that level? We don't know. Hopefully he can get to that level with his football play, but we'll have to see. He hasn't quite yet, but we'll see if it turns out. Maybe with the yeah. right circumstance. He's never had a head coach that was an offensive guy. And all those teams he played for, they've all been defensive-minded head coaches. This well, that's not 100% team. true. I thought it was. He was yeah, well, the team so he got drafted by the Steelers and he played for the Titans and he played for the Cardinals. But he also played for the Browns and Kevin Stefanski. Well, Stefanski's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that would have been but, it. The one thing with this team is this is probably the best infrastructure he's been been with because like and I wrote about it and you can check my pin tweet on Twitter at the Real Forno. This team is set up better than almost any team to nurture a young quarterback to nurture a backup because you have a creative play caller as a head coach. You have two bookend tackles and you know what? The, shockingly, the Vikings didn't miss Christian Derrissaw on Sunday. Can you believe that, Dave? They did not miss Christian Derrissaw. Questenberry didn't allow any pressures. I I think that, that that's correct. The sack that he gave up was because Dobbs bailed a clean pocket and like he had his block, ran forward. Oh, the guy can just literally disengage and go, bye, I'm just going to grab you. And that was the safety. So the O-line, when it came to pass blocking, did outstanding. They only allowed, I think I heard today, 11. obliterated in the run game. Oh, 11 Garrett tra- Bradbury, disaster class. The right side of that offensive line was awful. Um, I, I just started watching the All-22, and I, I'm going to do, I'm going to break down all Jaron Hall's plays because, look, I'm going to say this and it's going to fall on deaf ears, but Jaron Hall should be the guy unless Josh Dobbs absolutely balls out this weekend. Dobbs had an incredible game and he's going to get the opportunity to start because Jaron Hall is a concussion. But if he's healthy for the game against the Broncos, I think you got to start him because I, and here, here's my reasoning. And I think it's a very fair and sound reasoning. Dobbs is a known commodity. You know what Dobbs is. You know what he's going to bring you. You know that he's going to give you a certain baseline. If you think Jaron Hall is within like a partial deviation of that baseline. So if Jaron Hall is 90 to 95% of what you think Dobbs is going to give you as a baseline, you start Hall. Here's why. It's the variable. It's the math problem in Goodwill Hunting. And I love referencing this because it's all about variables and solving for X. If you solve for X, Jaron Hall, that X could be franchise quarterback and you pay him $55 million in five years. It could be he's not very good, but you know you're going to have that baseline with Josh Dobbs. Hall looked really good in that short span. He was canning things at the line of scrimmage. Now, here's what I mean by canning. When you see quarterbacks go like this and y'all can, can, what they're doing is they're solidifying the play call. So this kind of started, maybe it didn't start with Peyton Manning, but it's how I got introduced to it. Off, quarterbacks are often given multiple plays. So if, and like the first part of a play is going to tell you what the formation is. So if if it's uh, like ace, then that means you have two tight ends, okay? That's 12 personnel. Then, then you can be like, 
ace trips right. So you're going to have a tight end and maybe another tight end and another wide receiver. So you're going to have three pass catchers to the right. You know, one to the left. And you're going to have your running back. After that, they're going to give you two specific play calls that tell you it one's going to be a pass and one's going to be a run. So once you get to the line of scrimmage, okay, the quarterback is going to see the defense and they're going to have one that's a default and one that they can check to. Oftentimes, the run is the default. And if they like what they see, let's say it's a the the passing concept is a, a beater of quarters. So if the defense shows quarters, they'll be like, okay, this is perfect. We have dagger called. We're going to be able to hit this on quarters. Easy, easy, easy. Well, they go can, can, can. It tells everybody, hey, we're going to go to the dagger. And then the, all of a sudden, it's a 15-yard play. Those little things don't get talked about a lot because it's second nature for starting quarterbacks. They trusted a rookie fifth round pick in Jaron Hall to do that at the line of scrimmage. They trusted him to run the offense and everything that we heard coming from the building. And this is all public. This is all stuff from press conferences. They trusted Hall and that showed up big time in that second drive that uh, play to Madison. They tried to confuse him. So what they did they had middle of field open. So it's cover two. All right. In between. See, that's the middle of field. All right. So what they did was they rotated the safety to Jaron Hall's left rotated down and the safety to Hall's right rotated over. So now it's cover one MOFC middle of the field closed. So now you're looking at cover one instead of cover two. That changes what Hall's going to want to do. He has Madison on a corner on the outside. Madison does this just this little move and either the corner blows it or, or not. That part, I don't know hundred percent for sure. Cause it felt like the corner either didn't buy Madison as an actual pass catcher or didn't realize that they had shifted from cover two to cover one behind him. And Jaron Hall knew he was going to throw that ball. He was going to throw a laser and he did. Madison catches it 47 yard gain. Great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. And you know what? He was empowered to be a quarterback, not a rookie, but powered to be a quarterback. And they allowed him to be. And that's why I think he should start. And hey, Joseph's back. Welcome, sir. I, I need you to send me a bottle of Buffalo Trace, please. And thank you. Um, what can't you get Buffalo Trace in Minnesota? I, I'm, I'm 100% kidding. I have three 175s of it downstairs. Um, <laughs> But let's uh, like, this is why I think Hall should get the start, but you have Dobbs and this is where some of that QB conundrum comes in. We're going to talk more about Kevin O'Connell throughout the show, because this is an overarching point to why Kevin O'Connell is as good of a head coach as he is. Dobbs comes in and it looks like the drizzling shits, multiple turnover, <laughs> a safety. It's like, man, can anything good happen? Well, the Vikings uh, had a fumble by Dobbs and it ended up inside the five yard line. You know what the defense does? Goal line stand. That was that was the series of the game, because all of a sudden, instead of it being 15 to three, it's 11 to three. Vikings get the ball back. Josh Dobbs has him drive down. Touchdown. That little boot to uh, play action boot to Madison. Perfect play call easy concept that Dobbs has run multiple times in multiple places. 
So you know you can trust him. Hey, here's the concept. Sell the play action fake, roll out, throw it, easy money. All right. And this is why, like O'Connell, it's so important. Make the game easy. And it's something we're going to talk a lot about with uh, Caleb Williams. <laughs> Joseph, if you show up at my door, I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> uh, it, so the big thing with Caleb Williams, and he loves to make the flashy throw. And he doesn't want to make the boring throw. And Jordan Reed made a really good uh, tweet about it just a little while ago that I want to I want to read off. Um, and it quote, don't get bored with making easy throws. End quote. Something Caleb Williams will have to learn. Um, he has an easy throw and he just doesn't make it. And guess what? He gets stripped of the ball. And those little things, they add up and they make a difference. Well, what a head coach does is they make things easy for the quarterback. Guess what? Andy Reid makes things easy for Patrick Mahomes just because he can do the great stuff doesn't mean you don't want to make things easy. So making he made things easy for Dobbs and then Dobbs was able to take some things to another level. And oh, Norseus, I work 24/7 just ask my wife. Like um I I just have the luxury of not being able to leave my house. I can do it all from here baby. But it's those little things that make such a big difference, Dave. And I'm very, very intrigued to see how Kevin O'Connell is going to continue building because this is why he was hired. He was hired for the quarterback. He was hired to take over an offense that was stagnant and to take it to another level. This is an offensive league now that's also experiencing a defensive revolution. So defenses are starting to catch up to offenses. Scoring is down. Defense is much better. Well, you still want an offensive-minded head coach so you can have continuity on the offensive side of the football. And you have that. Well, now how is Kevin O'Connell going to be able to elevate these quarterbacks? Are we going to be in a situation where you can take a risk on a second-round pick and just start him right away because you have Kevin O'Connell, a Tracy guy, a guy who maybe could use some time on the bench, but you said, you know what? We have Kevin O'Connell. Let's put him out there. And you know what? You look at him and be like, hey, you are going to screw up. You are going to fail sometimes. And we are going to be right here to pick you up. You are going to learn from it. And you are going to be better for it. Because you're going to make the mistakes on the field. And you're going to be able to fix them in real time. And you're not going to have to sit around and wait in a film room. So you can go out and then make those same mistakes. No, we're going to figure it out together. That's why he was brought in. And that's where this whole picture is so intriguing. I'm very, very excited to kind of see how this lays out. I'm excited to see what happens with Dobbs and or Jaron Hall for the rest of the season. This Vikings team is five and four. They have won four straight games, Dave. And get this. They are four and one on the road. Throughout like my entire life, this team has been dog crap on the road outside of like the really good seasons. The Vikings are four and one on the road. If they win one more on the road, they will finish above 500. True. That's pretty dang cool. And yeah, they need to fix the home record, but the home home is where they played the majority of their really tough teams. Like they got the, the box before they started to like, they started the Bucks started three and oh, and they looked really good. They played a lot of teams tough. They got the Chargers. They got the Chiefs. 
Heck, they beat the 49ers at home. Like this, we need to start talking about this as an actual good football team. But there's, I saw today, you know, we were one score within one score to the Eagles. Now you Mm -hmm. could say, yeah, but that was garbage and they were coming back. We were with one score of the Chiefs. If we'd won both those games, we'd be the number one seed in the NFC. That is the difference. Now, we are tied with the Eagles when it comes to division wins. And that becomes super-duper important when we get to playoffs and tiebreakers. And it is because we're winning on the road. It would be nice if they won more in U.S. Bank Stadium in front of our own fans. But hopefully that starts this weekend. Mm-hmm. And this weekend is going to be really good. But I want to remind everybody that um, if you have not, please like, subscribe, ring the bell. And I, I want to point out ringing the bell being really important here. Because last week when the Vikings had a bunch of trade deadline stuff, we went live at 145. And we had 100 people join us live. And I don't want you to miss any opportunities that we do that. Because guess what? There's going to be a lot of opportunities here this offseason where, hey, I'll I'll text Dave like, hey, Dave, we're going to do a show at X time because we have a guest. And then we're just going to do extra shows. And there's going to be a lot of them. And we're going to be talking all things Vikings, free agency, NFL draft, roster building, scheme. You name it, we'll talk about it. And it's it's going to be important that you subscribe and ring the bell so you make sure you get on those and you know that they're coming. Because some of them will be announced, some of them will be random, and you won't want to miss it. All right? Moving forward, make sure you hit that subscribe, like the videos, ring the bell, all the fun things that are so annoying that you hear every YouTuber tell you. But it, it makes a difference for us. And if you if you don't have the means to be able to support us with a super chat or a subscription to help support the uh, show financially, this is the easiest way to do it. And it's free. Costs you absolutely nothing. And it means the world to us. It does. Norseus, if I said division, I'm at conference. It's we have tied with a total amount of conference wins with the Eagles. That, and that's big when it comes to tiebreakers. Com- other than head-to-head, conference is second. Right. And we're undefeated in the division mm-hmm. so far. So, And hopefully that won't change until we play Detroit. And then we'll beat them. Hopefully. Yeah. It's been a fun show already, Dave. And we're a half hour in. It's great. It's great. Um I want to talk about Kevin O'Connell here more moving forward. And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, we're going to talk about the game itself and a tiny preview about the new Orleans saints before we end up uh, transitioning. And I'm going to, I'm going to finish talking about uh, a little NFL draft, which we're going to start integrating more and more into the shows. I know it's the middle of the regular season, but it's always, always draft season. And you, and it's good to know, who you're going to be hearing about moving forward. So then you are more informed and being more informed. It's football isn't as important as like news, like understanding like the happenings of the world. Like the big one right now is what's going on in Israel and 
with the Palestinians. That's something you should be really educated on and understand because it's current events. It's world news. But you love football. This is your hobby. This is why you're here. It's good to be as informed as possible. We're going to help you with that. And I think we need to have a conversation about Kevin O'Connell being one of the best head coaches in the National Football League. People laughed at the idea of the competitive rebuild. And Dave, I understand why. I understand why people laughed at the idea of the competitive rebuild. Whoa. It sounds kind of dumb. Norsefius. Thank you so much. Norsefius just gifted five free memberships to Vikings first and skull. Well, that's very nice of you, sir. What what that Norsefius, he is he is quite quite the gem. Sarah, and Sarah got one, which is awesome. As mad as the Hatter got one, awesome. Let's see who else. Hockey yeah. Tay five. Um, we now, have Hockey Tay five, Bullfish, and Chad Myers, and Chad Myers. Thank you, Norsefius, so greatly. Appreciate it. I think I might have to do a poem this week or something like that to share with our members only. There we go. And there's going to be a lot more of that stuff coming up in the off season. Um, it's, it's something that we're going to, we're going to make sure we deliver on. It's going to be fun. And as I was talking, uh, Kevin, like people laughed at the idea of the competitive rebuild. And I kind of understand the why behind it. You don't want to necessarily continue with a, if you're finishing average in a NASCAR race, so average in NASCAR race is about 20th. If you continue to finish 20th, but you don't really change much, are you really improving? So that's kind of the idea of why people scoffed at the competitive rebuild. You're just you're keeping your core parts, but you're changing out like tires and you're changing out shocks. But you're not changing out the driver. But what the Vikings did that didn't get accounted for enough was they changed out the crew chief and the crew. Yeah, the driver is the same. You still have Kirk Cousins. You still have Justin Jefferson. You still have Christian Derrissaw, Daniel Hunter. Like these are your core guys. They're still there. But the difference is you have a new leader and you have a new vision and you have a new strategy. And those things matter so much when it comes to this whole process. It matters that Kevin O'Connell came in and was a different style of coach. It matters that he had a vision for this team, he and Quasey, together on how they wanted to build it, how they wanted to attack it, and they did have some parameters and constraints. They couldn't make a change at quarterback unless it was a blatant upgrade. And it wasn't like they had salary cap constraints because Rick Spielman left them with some brutal contracts. Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, like they had to get out of salary cap hell a little bit and they did. And now the next couple of years, they're set up to frame this team, however they feel fit. And that is when we're going to really find out how good this coaching staff and front office really is because it's going to be in their vision. The Vikings offense yesterday, except for Brian O'Neill was all acquisitions by Quasi Dofa Mensa and Kevin O'Connell. Every one of them. Sorry, and Garrett Bradbury. So it was Bradbury and O'Neal. Outside of that, you're running with Jordan Addison, Tristan Jackson, 
Nikhil Harry, Brandon Powell, like Alexander Madison was re-signed. So I'm grouping him in with that bunch because they chose to keep him when they didn't have to. Like that tells you like their players are starting to really come forward and, and be great and make an impact. And O'Connell is still O'Connell generated the most points he had all season with his worst group of talent on the field. A technically the Vikings fourth string quarterback in Josh Dobbs was the the left tackle backup left tackle. Osborne was out. Jefferson was out. Akers Akers went out. Incredible. And this is why coaching matters. If you, I'll never forget this. When I was in high school, I had a pre-calculus class. And the teacher was really, uh, she, she was smart, but you could just tell that she was kind of, she was kind of over high school kids. And, and she was anywhere between like 45 and 60. I, I didn't know how old she actually was. You don't ask a teacher how old they actually are, but I, I didn't really learn from her. And I was a math whiz. I never really learned from her. She didn't connect with me that way. I, I didn't, learn how to do these problems. And because of that, I struggled and I never really was able to advance any farther in math because that teacher, I never really learned from her. Now I could have tried to take the class over again in high school, but it's high school. Do you know how many 17 year old kids want to retake pre-calculus? Not many. So I, I decided, you know what? I'll just kind of follow a different path. And, but if I would have had a teacher that I connected better with, cause I had some, I had some great teachers in high school. If I would have been able to have that for pre-calculus, maybe the, the things were different. And I think that it, you can directly attribute to some of the things on both offense and defense to when Mike Zimmer was here and Kevin O'Connell was here. And you can also attribute that from Ed Donatel to Brian Flores. Cause Brian Flores is maximizing this defense. Guys like Cam Bynum are thriving. Josh Metellus. Harrison Phillips looks like a monster. And these things matter. Coaching matters. Teaching matters. The right system matters. Putting people in position to thrive matters. And that's why I think Kevin O'Connell has become such a really important cog to the Minnesota Vikings. And I think he's one of the best coaches in the National Football League. I don't think he's the best. I think there are obviously better options out there. You have Andy Reid, who's probably the best coach in the NFL. Bill Belichick, he is not having a great couple years, but you could argue he's the best coach to ever coach in the National Football League. He just hit 300 wins. Congratulations to him. These things matter. Coaching matters. Who you're learning from and who's teaching you matters. O'Connell has been a massive, massive victory. And I, I eat the L. Of the four finalists, he was my least, he was my least favorite. I wanted him the least of all four. And boy, I, I've never been more happy to be wrong. He's been great. And I, I the guy I really wanted was Brian Dable. And the Giants have had plenty of issues this year. 
I don't know how many of them you can directly attribute to Dayball because, oh my gosh, the injuries are just astounding. So many injuries. And then you also have uh, the re-signing of Daniel Jones. How big of an influence did Brian Dayball have? How much of that was Joe Shane, the new GM? No, Donatel had that influence. Oh, yes, he did. Um, But Dayball was the guy I wanted. The Vikings chose O'Connell, and I respected it. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's give him a chance to see what he does. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Kevin O'Connell so far, 18 and 8 as a head coach. 18 and 8. That's so impressive. And this team, even though the win-loss record is worse, the performance is better, Dave. Mm -hmm. The performance of this team, like you take a look at some of these metrics, some of these metrics, the Vikings were not ranking high last year. Overall offensive success rate. So success rate is basically uh, driven by this. On first and second down, Are if it's first and 10, are you getting at least five yards? If it's second and six, are you getting at least three yards? Are you at least getting half of what you need or more? And on third and fourth down, success rate is getting a first down. Okay. Pretty, pretty simple measure. The Viking success rate is 14th in the NFL at 44%. Technically, it, it, without rounding, um, with rounding, excuse me, they're tied for 13th with Vegas. That's not bad. EPA per play, 10th, 0.011. Points per play. Okay. The best offenses in the league. The Dolphins at 0.147. The Niners at 0.139. The Bills at 0.137. All right. Tenth is pretty good. All right. EPA per drop back. So it's expected points added. So if you score a touchdown, that's like a full six. All right. Or a full seven. Because you got points. If you throw a pick six, that's negative seven. And that's your expected points also become actual points because it was expected. You threw a pick six. It's expected that they score seven points. EPA per drop back. Vikings are 10th in the National Football League at 0.094 points per drop back. That's including Jaron Hall. That's including Kirk Cousins. That's including Josh Dobbs. All right. The Niners and Dolphins make things so easy for their quarterbacks, and it's nothing against their quarterbacks, but this is where the coaching comes into play. They're number one and two. 
two of the more creative schemers when it comes to getting receivers open and making things easy for the quarterback. They're, the success rate on those dropbacks, Vikings dropped to 14th, but still top half of the league. Rushing success rate, the Vikings at one point were top five. Now they're average at 16th, 38.5%. And yesterday's game had a big factor into that because they had one successful run out of 12 in the first half. Like These numbers are better than last year. What the Vikings did last year was they dominated the fourth quarter and, and situational football. That's great coaching. This year, the Vikings are just playing more consistent football. They're scoring in the second and third quarter. They're holding teams off in the fourth. They're making things happen overall. And that's where evolution of coaching comes into play. You come in and you see, hey, I have to do this. And initially, we have to do this, that, and the other thing. Thank you, Purple Pocket Podcast. Greatly appreciate you. That's right. Thanks, Rap. When you get to uh, number two, you get to year two. Now you can start to evolve on some of the things that you were doing. And you're seeing that. Now you have better receivers. Adam Thielen turned into Jordan Addison. TJ Hawkinson's here for a full year. Kirk Cousins came into the year with this system that he already knew. He didn't have to learn new verbiage. He didn't have to learn new protections. He was ready. And it showed he was leading the league in, I think he was second in passing yards and first in passing touchdowns by the time he actually got, like, before he got hurt. Those things matter. Coaching matters. And O'Connell is setting this team up for a massive amount of success moving forward. Can they continue that? And it's all going to come down to quarterback. I, I think that... We're going to see more of how much his coaching matters versus the quarterback itself. And then at that point, well, how do we need to mortgage the future on a quarterback discussion happens? Because if you end up playing really well, let's say the Vikings finish 11 and six. Okay. So they would finish the year six and two, which is not insane considering how easy the schedule is. The tough games are going to come at the end. Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. If they go two and two in that stretch, I think that's a win. You you beat the Lions once, you beat the Packers once, you're probably going to lose to the Bengals, who I think are a top five team in the NFL. Yeah, they're and, rounding, they're getting back to their normal form. Mm-hmm. You beat you lose to the Lions on the road. Nobody's going to be mad if you lose to the Lions, a divisional opponent. Yeah, as good they'll be mad if it costs us the NFC North. Yeah. I'm talking in a vacuum. Like it's a game every year. I expect to lose three games, all three division games on the road because they're very hard to win. And it's not that I, I think that they can't win them on the road. It's just, you should always go in understanding. You're probably going to end up losing your division games on the road. And if you win one, you stole it. You, you went in there and you earned it. Nothing's ever given in the NFL, but it's a lot harder to win division games on the road. Because it's a rivalry. You see these guys twice a year. You know each other way better than you other teams know you or you know other teams. And it just becomes that much harder of a football game. The Vikings ended up beating the Bears already on the road this year. And they beat the Packers on the road this year. And you get them both at home. So the Vikings could end up 4-0 against those two football teams. And hey, I'd love that. But sometimes like when you look at all these things... 
Now, this is where coaching really comes into play to kind of round off that point. The Vikings have put themselves in position now, if they can finish six and two, to potentially win the division. Because the Lions, they're they're six and two. Their losses, they got blown out by the Ravens, and they got beat by the Seahawks. Two very good teams. They got the Chiefs at the perfect time. No Travis Kelsey. No Chris Jones. And they still beat the Chiefs on the road. Now, I'm not trying to discredit the Lions. It's an easier football game when you have that circumstance versus the Lions or versus when the Vikings played them when they had Chris Jones and they had Travis Kelsey. Not having two all pros matters. But in the win-loss record, it's you can't say that that win doesn't mean any less because it doesn't. But what it does is you can use that stuff for predicting. The 2017 Vikings played a lot of backup quarterbacks. Didn't make their wins mean any less at the end of the day. But when you project forward, it matters because it shows a lot of like the strength of the football team. The DVOA conversation. That's, that's where metrics like that come into play. The Vikings still have a real shot at this division. I'm not going to say that they're going to do it. I'm saying they can. But it's going to take a continued effort from this coaching staff, from Kevin O'Connell. And it's going to take this team continuing to rally around each other and growing. And if Dobbs picks up the system relatively quickly, if he ends up being the guy or if Sharon Hall ends up being the guy when he's back from that concussion, whoever's leading this team, they're going to have to step up in a big way, but they don't have to step up in the same way Kirk cousins did because they're going to be asked to play a different style of football and the defense is going to have to play better. And guess what? Defense was pretty dang good against the Falcons. They held them when they needed to. They, that, that goal line stand was great. They didn't, the Falcons scored two touchdowns, both in the second half. They forced four field goals. That's big. That's big. And especially when you talk about Josh Dobbs and all the turnovers. Turnovers are an unsustainable metric. You're not going to turn the ball over that many times consistently. Now I know the Vikings have done it this year, but that's going to correct itself over time. Guys, get excited. This season has not gone anywhere near the way we wanted. Nobody wanted Kirk Cousins to get injured and miss the rest of the season. But the Vikings are playing with house money right now. Nobody expects this team to be good. If they are good, this could be a legendary season in Vikings lore. It's still manned in a first-round playoff loss. But if you win the division without your starting quarterback, who rips his Achilles tendon after never missing a game outside of the one game due to COVID-19, and you're able to do it with all these different factors, the Vikings could end up a legendary team in the pantheon of this organization. And I'm really excited to kind of see what that looks like. I need a drink. Who? <laughs> you need a drink. Purple Pocket Podcast Rap is trying to join. I know on the what everybody said on the 
If you're on a computer, it's right next to the title. You can find it. I'm looking on my phone to see if you can find it there. Uh, Norsefia said as he did it on his phone. So, uh, there's a join button, um, I think right next to the video on the main page. Um, so if you go to like Vikings first in school. Yep. So here we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it live. So if you're on your phone and you go to Vikings first in school, See, am I, I? I'm on the Vikings First and School account, so I can't subscribe. I got to switch to my own account. Switch to me, and then subscriptions. Vikings First and School view channel. Huh. I'm not saying that. But Mary asked, where do you, did you go, Norsefius? And Rap says he's going to his computer. That one's easy. You might have to do it on desktop. But thank you. Um, on desktop, it should be pretty easy um, to find. It should just be right on the main page. But I, I want to finish this episode talking about something a little different, okay? And that is going to be talking about um, Caleb Williams. And this is something that really, really made me upset on Saturday night. One, uh, USC lost a really hard fought game to Washington at USC, 52 to 42. And Caleb Williams had a great game. And he busts his ass every single game and plays excellent football. After the game, he was so upset. He as his mom and dad, I believe, were the two people. He goes over them and he hugs the woman, which we believe to be his mom. And he start you could see him just sobbing uncontrollably, just upset, releasing emotion. And one, I want to uh, shame on ESPN for continuing to to show that young man in such a vulnerable state like that. That was uncalled for and unnecessary. You show it. You get two, three seconds, you move on. They held that camera onto him for about 10, 15 seconds. Just, you don't, one, you don't do that. Two, I saw people attacking him and like, oh, he cried. Kirk Cousins would never do that. I don't want to, I, I don't want to get like a beta. I, I want an alpha, like that, that kind of mentality where like, I, I don't know if you had the same experience as Dave, but like when my dad was growing up, because my dad's a, a uh, like about, I think he's about seven to 10 years older than you are. He like men didn't show emotion. You were kind of taught. You don't show vulnerability. You don't show emotion. You're a tough guy. And that's just kind of not what, what things are now. And he showed emotion and he was very passionate. And I thought that was awesome. I didn't think it was awesome that he was sad. I thought it was awesome that he cared so much and he gave so much to that cause that when it didn't happen, he he was comfortable enough to release all that emotions, and he cried. And I thought that was cool that he was able to do that, and he was comfortable enough with himself to do that. And I think anybody who criticizes him for it and tries to find anything, any reason to criticize him, I think they suck. Because I guarantee you this, if Kirk Cousins 
was the guy to do that. If after that playoff game, he walked over to his wife and he sobbed uncontrollably, those same people attacking him would be praising Kirk for the same thing. They praised Tebow for it in 09 at the SEC championship game when the Gators were undefeated and trying to complete their first ever undefeated season. And he was on one knee crying at the end of that game because he knew that they were never going to be able to do it. And his Florida career was going to end without a national title. And he cried. They praised him for it. Caleb Williams. No, you can't do that. Nope, 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 nope. And I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think it's cool. I think good for Caleb for showing that you're, you care that much. You know what? Crying is healthy. It's healthy to release emotion in that way. It's natural. He's not yelling at people. He's not doing any kind of like abusing of any kind. He's showing emotion. And that's, that's fine by me. And if like the people who are criticizing for it, you suck. And it's really unfortunate. They were criticizing a 20 year old kid for caring. He'll be 22 in a little over a week. Oh, he wait. What? Yeah, I looked up his birthday. Yeah, he turns 22 on the 18th. He's a true junior. How is he going to be 22? Oh, that's that's wild. Hey, that's what ESPN or wherever I look said. Okay. Could be wrong. He's young. We shouldn't be criticizing those people. We should be, we should be a lot more understanding. And that's all I have to say. Good for, good for Caleb Williams, and he's got my respect. And that'll be the show tonight. I greatly appreciate everybody for joining us, and. We are going to be back on Wednesday. We're going to be previewing the game against the New Orleans Saints, the team that the Vikings beat 28 to 25 last season in London, England. This time it's at the bank. This time the Vikings are going to have actual home field and not basically have home field. Make sure you hit that like subscribe button, ring the bell. Thank you very much for joining here tonight. We'll see you Wednesday. I'm Tyler. He's Dave. Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. Thanks for watching. Like. Subscribe. And ring the bell to get notifications. It helps us grow this community. And we all love our Minnesota Vikings. And on behalf of Tyler Fornis and myself, Dave Stefano, thank you so dearly for watching The Real Forno Show. Skull, everyone! With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Part of the Fans First Sports Network.